Hello, my name is Natalie Savelle. Welcome to the Stepmom Strong Podcast. This show is for stepmamas or anyone dating a parent, really, all about how to navigate the challenges that come up in this complicated and often underestimated role. I'll be bringing you tips, tricks, validation, and support so that you know that you don't have to feel alone in this role and there are ways to make things a little less overwhelming. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Stepmamas. Natalie here. Um, I just got really excited re-listening to this interview from the Telesummit series. Um, so this one is with a woman named Julie Kleinhans. She, we get a little metaphysical here, a little woo-woo. So uh, put your seatbelts on, brace yourselves. Um, and I really encourage you to keep an open mind um, because a lot of what she talks about is also very practical. A lot of it is based in neuroscience that they have now discovered. There are scientific principles that back up a lot of what she says. Um, so stretch yourselves. If this is out of your comfort zone, I really encourage you to stretch yourselves and give it a listen and um, keep an open mind. And also, uh, she talks, she uses some spiritual concepts and uses the term universe. Um, and if you feel more comfortable, just replace it with God. If you resonate with God and you have a background that, um, a faith background that, um, thinks of a greater force as God, she refers to it as the universe, but just replace that as you listen with the word God. Um, and you'll find that it'll be resonant for you as well. Um, so I encourage that. And then also I would love to hear from you all. If you are tuning in and you're enjoying this podcast, um, please shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you what you're getting out of it. Um, my email is natalie at upwardspiralwellness.com. Um, it's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E at upwardspiralwellness.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you um, and make sure it's worth continuing to um, to publish these episodes. Um, and I also wanted to encourage you to join my Facebook group online, uh, which I I think I say it again at the end, but yeah, I just want to encourage you to do that. Stepmom Strong Facebook group um, and stay tuned into the community and I hope everyone is doing well, enjoying the springtime and I'll talk to you soon. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the virtual interview series, Empowering Stepmoms, Reimagining the Modern Family. I'm Natalie Savelle, your host of Stepmom Strong Coaching, where I help stepmoms go from overwhelm, resentment, confusion, and stress to confidence, clarity, and connection. And today we have, I'm very excited to present you, Julie. Oh my gosh, Julie, I'm going to butcher your last name. It's okay. <laughs> Klein hands. Klein hands. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so. Julie Kleinhans is a youth empowerment coach, trainer, and mentor. She believes every child has their own unique gifts to share with the world. She works with educators, parents, and youth practitioners to support them in empowering kids to become productive, confident, and happy. She's the founder of Successful Kids Revolution, which is a community for parents, teachers, counselors, and practitioners who want to empower youth. She's also the founder and expert host of Successful Kids Revolution, a global online event whose mission is ensuring success for every child at home and in our schools. Julie's dedication to empowering youth is paramount in all she does. And she taught high school for 10 years, and she's the mother to her son, Jack Louise. You can learn more about her work at SuccessfulKidsRevolution.com, so feel free to check that out. 
But first, listen to our interview. There's going to be lots of good stuff. Um, so I'd love to hear how you, you said you focus on self-empowerment in all of your work. Um, what's the most important piece of information you teach that every person must know if they truly want to be empowered? Yeah, well, this, this is it. This is the core of my work, Natalie. And it's that our thought creates reality. If mm. you don't understand that our thoughts create the reality in which we live, there is no way you can be empowered because everything that happens out there then is just random and you're a victim of circumstance. So the first thing you have to understand is that we are all energy, we are all vibration, and we perceive with our mind. And whatever we perceive in our mind, we create in our lives because our beliefs create reality. So if you believe you're a victim, if you believe that this person's out to get you, life is unfair or hard or a struggle, whatever it is you believe that is negative, you know, not very helpful or supportive, then you are creating in your life and you're going to continue to struggle. See, the universe is made to support us. And the way it works is, we have our certain beliefs that we come in as spiritual beings. We, we come in this human life in this body and we play out our beliefs so that they're reflected back to us in the outer world. So we can say, Hmm, do I really want that belief? Is it supportive to me? And many beliefs that we all hold are very supportive to our life. And that's great. Okay, I'll have more of that. And then there's other things, contrast that shows up that we're like, you know, that's not so much fun. I don't really like that. To show us where we need to shift within to create something better, something more supportive to us. So if you don't understand that your thoughts create your reality, you're gonna spin your wheels your entire life trying to fix things out there and you'll never be successful. So again, it's like um, the quantum physics says the observer effect. The observer, we observe a reality and all of the quantum particles, they form to fit our reality that we're observing. So if you go around believing that life is always working out for me, I am blessed, I am empowered, I am important and I am loved, then you will create those circumstances in your life. But we're not taught these things growing up. And, and that's why I help parents and, and teachers to tell our kids this truth so that they don't grow up with a false foundation and then have to backpedal and, and change their false beliefs like most of us as adults are doing today because we weren't, we weren't growing up with this knowledge, the majority of us anyway, with this foundation. Mm -hmm. So that's the most important thing, to understand that your thoughts create reality and we're all vibration. And it comes down to emotions too. Our emotions are magnetic. So the emotions that we have put out this magnetic force that attracts to us a vibrational match. So yeah, that's really important to know. There's a lot in what you just said, right? <laughs> so for, some, <laughs> for someone who's like watching and they're like, yeah, right. My thoughts create my reality. Yeah, right. Why I would not be living in this situation if my thoughts created my reality. Um, you know, what do you say to them? Like, how do you get people to buy into this? Because it's yeah. pretty radical, right? Yeah, absolutely. I say, well, can you suspend disbelief just for a little while? 
to test it out because what if it's true and you're not playing the game? And how is life working out for you so far? If you're constantly struggling, what else, what has worked for you? And if nothing has really worked for you to create that amazing life that you deserve, then why not give it a, a shot? What do you have to lose? And that is one of the things that I introduce people when they start working with me is to play a game with, the, with their kids and with themselves to focus on something fun, very easy, with their minds and their emotions and see it show up in their reality. And when they see that thing show up in their reality, they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. You can have fun with it. So one of the things that, that I teach is um, in this little game is to close your eyes. And I've done this with kids in my classroom when I was teaching my ninth graders. Close your eyes and imagine yourself seeing some obscure object. You know, it's, it, it can't be something that you'll see in your everyday travels. Like I'm from New York, like a New York Yankees baseball cap. You know, everyone's wearing those. So it has to be something like random. So one of the, the things that I always say is like a peacock feather. Imagine yourself seeing a peacock feather and write it down. I have seen a, whatever you want to put in there, peacock feather by and choose a date that's believable to you, maybe two weeks from now, whatever. Write it down. Close your eyes and then visualize yourself in the experience seeing that peacock feather laughing and be like, oh my God, there it is. And then it's done. Close your eyes and then go about your business and see what shows up. So one of, one of my students came back to me about a week later before class and she's like, oh my God, that, that, that experience that you had us do last week. She said, guess what happened? Guess what happened? I said, what, Jamie? And she said, yeah, uh, yesterday I went into my fourth period English class and my teacher was showing us a uh, per periodic film. And the woman was writing a letter with those fountain pens and on the tip of the pen was a big peacock feather. And I was like, oh my God. And then she went into her next period class following that and her teacher was wearing a blouse that she never saw before with a peacock on it. And she was like, oh my God. And she said to another friend that was in my class, that's in my class, like, look, look. So I said, Jamie, tell the kids. And one after another, these kids were having amazing experiences because they pick it up quickly and they have fun with it. That's the key. We take ourselves too, ourselves too seriously. They're able to suspend the disbelief so quickly, right? I think that's the part that's so important is that the adults will be like, yeah, maybe I'll do that, but I don't really believe it, right? But the kids are probably like, sure, whatever, I'll believe it. I'll try it, right? Yes. If you, you know, if you don't believe it, then you're right. Your beliefs create your reality. So the universe says, okay, this is important to you. I love you so much. You're putting your focus and your attention there. So I'm going to give it to you. If you don't believe it, I'll give you more stuff not to believe. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's like, it also sounds like it's where the focus, where your attention is focused on that will grow and manifest. So even like in partnership and as in our roles as step parents, I found that if I'm focused on, I'm a great, supportive, loving partner. I have a great, supportive, loving partner. I'm an amazing stepmom. I'm an amazing mom. I show up as an amazing, all of those things. Yeah. guess what? Everybody else shows up the way that I see them and want them to be too, right? So right. it's kind of crazy how it works. Like we think we, 
a lot of some of them I talk to think that they only have so much power. They're like, oh, well, my partner is this or that or this or that. They're just are this way. They're always going to be this way. But if we see them a certain way and we interact with them as if they are that way, there's a very high chance that they will respond, right, the way that mm -hmm. we're interacting with them. Absolutely. Anytime I start in my mind picking on things that my husband does, you know, in my mind, like, oh, he didn't put this away, or whatever it is, then he will come home from work, and we will both, you know, knock heads. Right. Butt heads. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I was d I'm doing it again, because I'm creating an energy about me that he's going to entangle with. And it's not a good feeling energy. We all know what it feels like to walk into a room and get this feeling, this vibe that somebody is off or they don't like you or, you know, they were talking about you. Did you ever walk into a place, you know, maybe at work where people were gossiping maybe about you and you walked in, you felt uncomfortable? We all know what that feels like because we're intuitive beings. You know, we feel yeah, that's so true. I love that example. And it's, and I think sometimes too, I've seen myself do this and I've seen other stepmoms too. I'm like, when we try to use, for example, communication skills, but we feel like critical and our minds are like blaming and judging and we use these tools, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like, and then they get defensive. We're like, why are they getting defensive? I'm trying right. to use all the tools to production communication, right? So it's what you're talking about. It's like, that feeling is there, so of course they're going to get defensive. Right? Yeah, because you can't only um, think about it, you have to feel it and live it and be it. So it's the mind and the emotional body. The mental and the emotional body have to be in alignment. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. So, um, so let's talk about control a little bit. I know that's something that we've mentioned, um, that some moms often feel the need to control the environment around them. So they won't feel out of control when it comes to the family. Mm -hmm. um, so why does this approach produce the opposite of outcome of what they actually want? This like clinging to the control. Yeah, great question. And it's so understandable. We've all been in situations where we feel we need to control the outcome or, you know, people are doing things to us. So we want to control it. And even from a good place, I want to control it. So my stepkids respect me and that they love me and then they know. But when we come from it, from that space, from lack, where we feel less than, not good enough, we're putting out a low vibration. And when you try to control others or situations, you're in resistance. You're in resistance of the natural flow of life and the way the universe works. And you're in resistance with the universal law of allowing. The universal law of allowing states that we allow others to be who they are as we allow ourselves to be who we are. Nobody has the right to force anyone to be or do something that's against their will. So, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of questions probably that will come up that people that are new to this will have. Like, well, what if someone's violating my right? Well, you have the right to not allow that because you have the right to um, have boundaries in your space. You have the right to define what you will allow and will not allow in your space. So no one's going to do anything to you unless you invite it through your energy. 
right? That, you know, there's the saying, we, we train people how to treat us, right? So if you're always a doormat and always saying to people, oh, yes, I'll do that for you. Yes, 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 I'll take care of that. And you're afraid to say no and you don't have boundaries. And then you're going to be burnt out and then you're going to say, well, why do, always be, why do people always expect me to do this and that for them and I never have time for myself? You're creating that because you're teaching people through your, through your lack of boundaries how to treat you. So when it comes to the universal law of allowing, we have to observe people and say that's, that's his or her right to be as they are and to accept them as they are. So when it comes to your, a child, stepchild in your life, if you're looking at them and saying, well, you know, they're coming home and they're not following my rules and they're this way, they're stubborn, they're disrespectful, whatever it is, however you're defining them, you are holding this vision and expectation for them to be a certain way and then they step into that expectation that you're holding of them. Mm. And they're reflecting that back to you. You're holding that space for them to be disrespectful, a pain in the ass, you know, whatever it is. You're thinking about them that way, right? Yes. And even if it's not, if, even if you're not verbally saying it to, to them or to your, your spouse, you're thinking it. So right. you're putting out that energy. So the way you do get what you want is by setting your intentions and focusing on your desire with positive expectation and believe you have to have the belief that it's your divine right to have what you want in your life, what you desire. And that includes nourishing relationships. Do you believe you deserve to have nourishing relationships? Do you believe you deserve respect, compassion, understanding, and love? Or are you focusing on the, the, like the victim self-pity mode? Oh, nobody respects me. Nobody. Again, the universe will say, oh, she's focusing on nobody respects me and nobody does what I want. So we'll give you more of that. It's like whatever you resist persists. It's kind of like, I don't, you think so strongly about the things that you don't want that they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that has to do with so many things outside of us and inside of us. Mm -hmm. If we have anxiety and we're like, oh, I hate my anxiety. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. It's so horrible. It is not going to go away. It's probably no. going to get bigger and it's probably going to cause more damage, right? But if we're like, oh, I have anxiety. That's not what I want. I want to be stress-free. I want to be anxiety-free. I deserve to be anxiety-free. I deserve to be free or, you know, some kind of like positive language, I think. Yeah, like calm and peaceful um, and peaceful. aligned. Right. Then that starts to manifest itself if we truly believe that that's possible and that we deserve it, right? Right. So like imagine here's a scale and you've been living your life with, you know, 75% anxiety here and it's weighing down this part of your life and 25% of the time you feel somewhat at peace. What you want to start doing, because it doesn't always happen where, okay, I'm going to focus on being peaceful, and then you're just peaceful in that moment. You have to begin to balance the scale, so you begin to focus more and more on peace and calmness 
and less on anxiety until you build the neural pathways in your brain that say, oh yes, peace is my divine right. That's my birthright. And I can focus on calm and you're shifting the experience. So now more of the time, your a larger percentage of you is focused on peace and, and whatever it is that you want until it becomes your dominant vibration. And so be easy with yourself. Don't expect it overnight. You're training, you're retraining your brain to focus and you're building deeper neural pathways. And, you know, we're not going to talk about it here because it's a short interview, but those of you watching, you can, after this, this interview, go Google neural pathways, neural plasticity. It is, it's not a theory. It is proven science. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's so true. I've learned about it. It's all the latest. I'm a psychotherapist too. So it's all the latest in the psychology research is how the brain can actually literally be rewired with enough practice and enough dis Like you have to practice it every yes. day, right? It's not just like do it once and then you're done. Right. And there's lots of ways to get to the subconscious. Like there's plenty of other tools we've seen in the series too, that people have used to like kind of do that rewiring at a, deep, at a subconscious level and different right. tapping and you know, different stuff like that. So um, I do want to ask you, so a lot of my stepmoms, a lot of the audience, this is a big problem, is that they have an ex in their life. So they have their husband or their partner's ex-wife, um, mm -hmm. who is still very involved, obviously. And a lot of them, there's this phenomenon that happens. It's like crazy how common it is where they're very high conflict personalities. So they, they might have a personality disorder or they, they, um, Usually it's someone with a personality disorder who just creates a lot of drama, is manipulative to the kids, is manipulative to the dad, um, and then maybe is, you know, blameful and hateful towards the stepmom. They all are like, I feel like I'm the only one, this is the worst thing that's ever happened, you know, that I, the, that's ever happened, but then there's dozens of them, you know, that have the same scenario. It's kind of this funny thing that happens. So can you, do you have any thoughts for the set moms who are dealing with that kind of thing where there might be parental alienation or things like so out of control that are just like super painful and really hard to, to wrap our heads around? Yeah. Yeah. And that is, we all know that. We all know we have a friend or a family member that has gone through that, and that's a tough one. But again, it comes back to what I said before, that we can't control others and the law of allowing. And if we can begin to find compassion for that other person and just say, you know, that's their pain speaking. They aren't doing it to me on purpose. They have a lot of pain. They feel out of control. Because if you try and control them and say, you know, she, what, how's that working out for you? <laughs> You're just creating stress in your life. So if you can say, you know, that's, that's what she's dealing with. I have compassion for her. It's got to be difficult for her. Hold the vision. I hope that she can find her peace for the sake of my stepchildren, for the sake of me and my husband right? And begin to shift the conversation, the way your perception in your mind. And then, you know, there's, there's forgiveness, forgiveness of that other person. And as you become a more compassionate, light-filled person, and, and that's why I teach about bringing the qualities of the soul in, working with your soul, because your soul always looks at, at love, things from the, the point of view of love and compassion. If you can start working with your soul, 
things will shift and you will see the interactions with that person, the, the mother, the biological mother, begin to shift. They won't come at you in the same way mm. because, right, it takes two to tango, two to play a game. And if you're getting hooked into their game, you know, you're getting hooked in the resistance. If you're not and you're standing in your place of empowerment, and that doesn't mean to let your boundaries down. You still have your boundaries, but you could do it from a graceful, empowered, very divine, feminine place. Mm. Then you are the person that becomes the influence of their energy in a more loving and compassionate way. And your stepchildren are affected by your energy. You know, as they're around you, they see you. And we can only guide people from a place of wisdom and compassion when we're aligned. Mm -hmm. Because anytime you try and force, we all know this, if we try and force kids to do something from, you know what I say, you know, what do we get? You know, just resistance. They're not going to say, okay, you're right. They're going to, you know, we're, we're done with that game. And it's time for humanity to step into a place where we're using our wisdom and our heart, the connection with our soul in order to guide us to a place of mastery, you know, empowerment. If you think of what a, an enlightened being, a master is, and how they hold themselves, even if you have to use your imagination of what an enlightened being is, they're not sitting there, you know, yelling at people and telling them why they're so bad and what's wrong with them. They're seeing that person as whole. And complete and in pain, they see their pain and they they know that with loving guidance they can shift that pain into who they truly are as as a beautiful being so we all are beautiful beings that are misunderstanding ourselves we don't understand that we have the true power to be do and have anything we desire within the light. And I'm not talking about material desires. I'm talking about, you know, the, those desires of the heart, the desires of love and compassion, because that's what we all truly want. If you go back to that mother, you know, why is she trying to control and creating drama in her mind somewhere? There is a misalignment. She believes that she is losing control and that she has to act in a certain way to be in control of things. There's a misunderstanding. And, you know, it, it, when we live long enough in that way, it becomes a physical effect, you know. So, you know, you, you, know, you work with people that have certain um, biological disorders, and, you know, and then that comes into a whole realm of healing, which we're not going to talk about right now, but I know you know, and you have many ways of, of helping your clients heal. So it's really about opening up to empowerment of the soul and um, having more compassion. Soul. Yeah, and compassion. That's huge. So what do you tell people to do in a moment when, say, an ex does something or a mother-in-law or a stepkid in that moment where like that resentment starts to come up and the mind starts to, oh, how dare they? How could they? They're so, this is so unfair. How do you support people or what, do you, what tools do you give them? To All right. Okay. So there's two things here. I want to back up. Practice when it doesn't matter. So practice in your mind being the, the essence of what you want to be. 
So write it down. I am loving. I am kind. I am wise. I am compassionate. I am empowered. So whatever you define as the person you want to be. So practice when it doesn't matter. So that when situations come up, you're standing in your power and you rather than being reactive, now you have grounded that energy and you know how to be. But we're all a work in progress. So we are going to have missteps and we're going to, you know, have reactions because we've lived our lives mostly in this pattern. So practice breathing. Breathing is, you know, the life, <laughs> life force energy. We wouldn't be here without the breath, right? So take a deep breath, you know, count to five and then remember to center yourself. You put your hand on your heart. Right? So if you put your hand on your heart and you breathe, you'll be less reactive. That's a practical, easy tool to use mm -hmm. because we've all been in that place where we've done something, we said something to our partner or our kid or our mom or our best friend at a place of reaction and like five minutes later you're like, why did I do that? I'm such a jerk. Or, you know, and now you're beating up on yourself, so you're judging yourself, and then you're spiraling down into that self-deprecating place. And now you're in a lower level of energy, so you're attracting more negative circumstances to you. So let's stop that pattern and just, you know, hands on the heart, breathe, and say, it's okay. You know, I said what I'm, I said, but from this moment forward, I can change. I can fix it. I can fix myself, not them. I can fix myself. Right. And that's having compassion for yourself too. Just like you talked about having compassion for the ex. Like to me, that's my go-to and I don't know what else to do. And I know that I might've made a mistake or if I'm confused or whatever, if I'm feeling badly, I think, okay, this is time to be compassionate with yourself. Like whatever's mm -hmm. going on, it's okay. You're working on things like stay present and with yourself you're not a horrible human being for right. not knowing what to do or not doing the right thing, right? right. So, yeah. And a year from now, you won't remember that you said something, you know, silly or stupid. So right, right. Of things, let it go. Because when we yeah. hold on to it, we keep it in our space energetically. When we let it go, we say, oh, I, you know, it's that awareness. Oh, I said that. Well, do I want to, do I want to be like that? No. What's a better way for me to be? How do I want to be? And then again, stay focused on that energy. Right. That's so powerful. And I think of it too, like, it's like getting back on the path of work in this way, right? So, so we fall off. It's not that we're never going to fall off, right? Like we're working on building these new ways of thinking, these new ways of being. And yeah, sometimes we're going to make mistakes and we're going to mess up, but then how gracefully right. and how quickly do we get back on is where like the power is, right? Where we're like, oh wait, that's not really who I want to be, or that's not really how I want to think. Let me catch myself and get back on track with what I'm actually committed to and what my stronger, more wise intention is. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. We're here to learn and, and grow, and that's the beauty of this game called life. So, yeah, I love how you call it a game too. You're like, we're just playing like your kids. You're just like, mm -hmm. it's just a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, you know, Einstein had said imagination is everything. And when you look, when you observe a child in their, when they're in their space, you know, as long as we're not taking that space away from them, pushing, telling them do this and do that. When we're allowing them to be, they're in their imagination and they're full, full joy and their expression of self. And when we, but we lose that because we have these, these dumb programmings that tell us 
we have to abuse why and that's nonsense so when we can stay in that playful spirit that imagination it opens up the whole creative realm the universe is creative look it created the, these planets the stars you know things that we cannot even um, conceive of in our small ego mind the universe created that imagination yeah. creates so when we can stay open and um and curious we're in a really uh centered place to bring in solutions ideas support of the universe it's it's fun it's fun yeah. to play in this world like that yeah do it as a game yeah so what advice do you have for some moms that feel really hurt and discouraged by the rejection that they feel from their stepkids? Like they've tried everything to try to win them over or try to bond with them in some way and find their place in the family and they're just ready to give up because it's just too painful and hard. What, do you, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, well, first, seek support. Like someone like you, Natalie, that's perfect. Seek <laughs> someone that could hold your hand because a lot of times stepmoms feel truly alone because, oh, my ex has to, you know, he has to deal with his ex. My, excuse me, my, my husband has to deal with his ex. And so he's not going to understand my perspective. The kids don't see my perspective. You know, my sister isn't... A, a stepmom so she doesn't know I'm the only one in my realm that's a stepmom no one understands me so seek support from someone like Natalie that can help you and understand support is important we're here in this world to support one another we're all connected so that's first and next remember the first thing I said is your thoughts create your reality you can shift anything in your life if you believe you can and you commit to yourself you have to commit to yourself you have to say i'm worthy of this my life is worthy my life is worthy to have more to be more and that's the first thing you have to commit to doing your inner work mm -hmm. and believing that you're worth it again again life is a game of inner work that's why we're here. So rather than trying to fix the outside world, if you devote time and energy to your own worthiness and learn the art of self-forgiveness and the forgiveness of others, that is a great place to start to open up things to shift. And little by little, and it doesn't have to take a long time. When I say little by little, I mean little changes that you make, whether it's taking time at night to journal, to go in the bathtub, put on some spa music, light some candles and meditate. Do that every night. You're given to yourself and the universe supports you. You have guides, you have the angelic realm around you helping to draw out those toxic negative beliefs that held you back for so long. And that's when healing occurs. So you have to believe that you are worthy of it and commit to doing it. Don't just do it for a week and say, oh, this doesn't work. Right. It is, your life is worthy of it. It's just like we brush our teeth and take a shower. You know, we don't give up on that and say, I don't have time for a shower. You know, sometimes we do say that, you know, when we have little ones, I don't have time for a shower, but you have to take a shower, you know? <laughs> so it's part of your work, cleaning your inner mind, just like you clean your body, your outer shell.
Yeah, I love that. And that's too why getting support can be so helpful is because it's hard to stay committed to stuff. It's not yes. easy to stay committed. It's not easy to take those actions every day for as long as it might take to really see some change happening. So part of getting support like you or I is to get that accountability so that someone's there to cheer us on to yeah. stay with our commitment of what we really want to be creating. Absolutely, yeah, because that. life can, you know, get in the way if we allow it to. Oh, I have this, I have that, and then we get in our belief. And here's the thing I want to add to to this: the majority of the people out there don't get it. So, you know, your life will start shifting as you do this work, but then your friends, your colleagues, your your uh, family members don't know this, and then you turn on the TV also, and you watch the news, and that is not reality. Well, it is a reality created on false premises of what the universe is. We focus on negativity, then we look at it, we react, and collectively we create more negativity. Right. So don't look for confirmation from other people that don't understand this work that you're doing. Give to yourself, fill yourself up and stay away from negative things because that will just throw you off track. Right. Find the people that are that will support your path and your journey the way that you want to. Create. Mm -hmm. There's so many great books out there that, you know, you can right. read or and podcasts. that. Will shift. Yeah. yeah podcast. There's so many wonderful so many. things out there today. And I love what you said too about like taking the bath and lighting candles and taking the time to meditate. I always tell my clients like, um, you're, you're showing yourself and the universe, you know, you're, you're showing or God or whatever you want to call it. You're showing the greater forces at work and yourself. You're saying I'm important. I'm worth being taken care of. Right. I'm doing this as, the, as an example, even if you're not feeling it in that moment, I found that to be a really powerful thing is like, no, I'm just going to do the thing that I know is good for me because that's telling my body and brain and mind that I'm worth taking care of. And that's why it's important for me to do this. You know? Right. It's kind of reinforcing it. Even if you might not have the strength to shift your thinking, you can at least take the actions that Right. And once you begin to say, I'm important and take care of yourself, you'll see your partner will come home and say, oh, no, honey, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is really true. Yeah. Because we, yeah. we train people how to treat us and, you know, it's the energy, the law of reflection. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, Julie. Well, thank you so much. This has been so amazing. I'm sure everyone will get a lot out of it who's watching. Can you tell people where to find you and what you're offering today? Yeah, so you can find me at SuccessfulKidsRevolution.com. And for your free gift, you can go to SuccessfulKidsRevolution.com forward slash soul empowerment gift. Soul okay. empowerment gift. And what you'll get there is two audios. One is about a 10 minute audio where I go through the process with you. I walk you through the foundation. And then the second audio is a guided meditation where I connect you with your soul and, and do that soul work so that you could do that over and over. And then the third piece is a PDF reflective journaling guide so that you can learn, connect and grow, grow with your soul. And so those are pieces of giving to yourself and committing to do that. So it really, if you do that for 10 minutes twice a day, you're giving to yourself and things will begin to shift. 
Yeah. Awesome, Julie. Thank you so much. And that link will be below the video. So people should just be able to click right on it. Perfect. So thanks for being here and I'll see everyone next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Natalie. Bye. Thank you everyone. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to write a review so that more people can find this podcast. Show notes, resources, anything mentioned on the interview, you can find on my website, www.nataliesavelle.com slash podcast. And I will see you next time. Make it a wonderful week.